one. Welcome back to What the Fuck is Going On, episode 23. 23. Jordan year, baby. We have a great show today. We have a very brief Israel update, and then we're going to get into Sweden's NATO ascension with Turkey. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy has suspended all his TV ad spending. Uh, GTA 6, is it 6 or 5? Five? 5. GTA 5 has been leaked by an autistic hacker. We'll get into that. Um, America has drone struck or, or missile struck Iraq. Um, we have... A ton more. Ukraine also hit a Russian ship with a cruise missile and, and plenty more. We're going to get into it. We'll see you on the other side. everybody we have another great show for you today last week's show was short we only had a few topics today might be a little long we'll see we may have to cut some stuff but i'm excited there has been a lot of news since we last spoke um we're gonna get into today's headlines really quick and then we will we'll do a little uh brief spiel introduction for some of our new subscribers but first headlines for today december 28th 2023 Kanye West has apologized to Jews in Hebrew ahead of his new album coming out. In Hebrew? Yes, he wow. issued his apology in Hebrew. Interesting. Um, the minimum wage in 22 states is set to go up for January 1st. Uh, the FBI is investigating threats made on the judges in Colorado, the landmark ruling that barred President Trump from the GOP ballot. The New York Times is suing Microsoft and OpenAI over claims that they used New York Times articles to train ChatGPT. And the U.S. has announced a new weapons package for Ukraine, a $250 million military aid package provided through the Presidential Drawdown Authority, which includes air munitions, missiles, artillery, and more. They will be pulled from the Pentagon stockpiles. A quick note on that. Um, that aid was provided through the Presidential Drawdown Authority, essentially by executive order, mm. because Congress is still stalled on whether or not Ukraine is getting more aid right. approved by Congress. Because um, the right wing of American House of Representatives wants more border security funding. Right. And President Biden left has so far been unwilling to provide that. So this $250 million package might be the last one they get from America for a while. It could be. We'll see. We'll see. But so before we get into today's big news, like I said before, we have a few new subscribers. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed. We got... 20,000 individual impressions on our shorts last week, which we're very pumped about. Awesome. Hell yeah. Um, we're hoping to grow significantly in the new year. So to briefly introduce myself and the podcast and, and what we're all about, I'll just say I am Rob McGreevy. I'm 27 years old. I graduated from Quinnipiac University in 2019 with a degree, a bachelor's degree in journalism. I currently work as a freelance contributor for the Daily Caller, although I'm soon to be full-time. Yes, sir. Um, 
Daily Caller is a is a conservative publication that was started by Tucker Carlson and his business partner Neil Patel. But I, like Tucker Carlson, have a wide range of views on a wide range of issues that don't neatly fit into any political party's platform. I believe in Medicare for all. I'm staunchly pro-environment. I have plenty of things I agree with the left on. I also have plenty of things I agree with the right on, so I don't fit squarely into any one box. And I just would like to say none of the views that I espouse from this platform are representative of my employer in any way, shape, or form. Um, and then just a little bit about the podcast. Um, it's called What the Fuck is Going On? We are obviously independent. We're on YouTube. Uh, it This is an idea that spurred from my dissatisfaction with uh, the sources that I have been looking to since I was young. I've read the New York Times since I was young. I've, you know, CNN or Fox News or something was always on in my house, but I just no longer find those sources to be remotely reliable. Um, I will do my best to present the news without bias, but nobody is without bias. Right. And I think it's important that where I am biased to express that. So I've said on this podcast before, I'm a big fan of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I like him a lot. I don't make that a secret. So understand that maybe my coverage of him is coming from a place where I am pro him. Same with his stances on Israel where I disagree with him. I am, uh, I don't want to say pro-Palestine or anti-Israel, but I am anti-imperialist. I don't believe in uh, large state military powers having the right to do whatever the heck they want. So that is another place I'm coming from when I present these issues. Um the fallacy of news in our time is that the people bringing it to you have no agenda. That's not true. Everybody has an agenda. The, but the people on Fox News, on CNN, on advertiser-supported cable television, as well as billionaire-owned print media, have an agenda. My agenda is simply to bring you the news, and of course I would like to become popular, raise my profile, and maybe make a little bit of money. Um, I make no secret of that. But... I promise to always lay out my biases front and center so people can see them, understand what's going on. Um, the only way to ensure you're getting reliable information in the modern world is constant vigilance to build a capacity for critical thinking and pair that with a robust media literacy skill. And I hope to help people do that. I don't think there's any one news source you can listen to and get the whole story. Without a doubt. But if you only have time for one, this is the one. That is what I strongly believe. So without further ado, we are going to get into today's news. Very quickly, I just want to talk about, obviously, the Israel's continuing war in the Gaza Strip and in Palestine and the Levant at large is the, the news every day. It's the main topic right now. Um, I don't want this show to become an Israel hour every week. Right. So we're not going to go heavy or deep into it, but I will just say um, the UN passed a resolution. The UN Security Council passed a resolution to appoint a special coordinator for aid in Gaza. That is because the all these agencies, the Red Cross and whoever else, all these humanitarian agencies are having an incredibly difficult time getting these aid trucks in with food, water, um, Energy, like oil, like liquefied natural gas, all the stuff that people there need to survive. Right. Uh, the humanitarian situation there is dire. There is, there's like new diseases forming now. These like Israeli soldiers are getting these funguses that like have never existed before. That they're yeah. just being born at like literally the hellish conditions that have been created there. Well, allegedly there's no hospitals anymore either. Yeah, there's, they all got fucking blown up. There's no hospital standing. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that's pretty pretty bad. And then uh, another thing is, you know, we're constantly told that this is happening because of Hamas, because of how bad Hamas is. Hamas is not only a U.S. designated terror organization, but also they happen to be the elected officials in Gaza. Right. Where they're not the elected officials is the West Bank, where the Palestinian Authority runs things. And yet Israel is also continuing operations in the West Bank, uh, bombing like Jerusalem and Bethlehem, um, the Janine refugee camp. They're continuing operations there. Many Israeli settlers continue to build there despite numerous warnings from the UN, the world, the US, like we talked about this two weeks ago. But the Biden State Department is issuing visa bans for these extreme Israeli settlers. So I don't want to to make it seem like they are the majority because also I I don't think uh, the more I read about this Israel conflict, the more I see that a a large portion of Israelis even don't agree with the way that their government is conducting. I'm seeing more of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think these the initial uh, barrage of you're anti-Semitic if you say anything that doesn't line up you know, lockstep with Israel's plan. Like, I think that is slowly fading away. Mm -hmm. We covered it at the very end of last week. The latest Quinnipiac poll has U.S. support for Israel's mission in Gaza is losing support with the American people. So that's all stuff to keep an eye on. Well, has has Israel said why they are uh, bombing the West Bank? You know, I should have probably uh, looked into it a little bit more. And, And it's all under the pretense of, like, combating... Correct. Yeah. Islamic extremism, because besides Gaza, besides Hamas in, to the south of Gaza, mm-hmm. Israel's also dealing with Hezbollah um, to the north in Lebanon, who is a, they're, they're less um, definitively a quote-unquote terrorist organization. There's, right. They don't have as um, monstrous of a record as Hamas, but like they are also shooting missiles into Tel Aviv. So like that's sort of where they're fighting on that front. Um but I don't think there is as strong of a pretext of fighting terrorism and defending their statehood in the West Bank. I think a lot of it is just, fuck it. No one's going to criticize us. Or the people right. that do criticize us, we're not accountable to them. So right. we can do what we want. But we will move on. I'm, sh- I'm sure I will hear lots in my DMs about that one. And I <laughs> welcome it. I, I do actually enjoy hearing people out and sharing ideas. And I'm completely open to being wrong. And as a matter of fact, at the end of this episode, we are going to issue a correction from something last week, but we will get to that. Moving on to American politics, Vivek Ramaswamy, the former pharma, well, he's still a billionaire, but right. former pharma businessman turned upstart GOP candidate. I'm sure most people watching this podcast now know who Vivek is, but just as a brief recap, he's kind of like the Andrew Yang of this year's election, but mm. on the right. He's a businessman who says a lot of interesting things. He's got some good ideas. Um, I think to a large degree, the uh, openness he's willing to speak about is because he knows he has no shot at winning. Right. I mean, he's clearly got that devil-may-care attitude. He yeah. Does. Some people have said that the degree to which he refuses to criticize Trump and kind of almost runs a uh, Trumpian-like candidacy is because he's vying for the vice presidential nomination. Could be. That's a possibility. But late... Wednesday night, an NBC News report broke with the news that he is suspending all of his campaign's TV ad spending about or about less than a month away now from the crucial Iowa and New Hampshire caucuses for the GOP. Um, he is polling at about 4% in the race with some poll and even some polls like the recent Rasmussen poll have him as low as 1%. 
which is far behind Trump, who's at 53, and DeSantis and Haley, who are both around 11. He Somebody tweeted this out to him, and he said, presidential TV, he, he replied back on Twitter, excuse me, presidential TV ad spending is idiotic, low ROI, and a trick that political consultants use to bamboozle candidates who suffer from low IQ. We're doing it differently. Spending money in a way that follows data. Apparently a crazy idea in U.S. politics. Big surprise coming on January 15th. So, and that kind of, he's, he is very much running a, uh, he's, I think he's the first millennial, maybe not the first millennial to run for off, for the office of presidency, but like the first to get this much traction for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's 35, 36 maybe. Oh, wow. And I think that kind of reflects where politics is heading in the 21st century. Yeah. Because at some point, it might not be this one. It might not be the next one. It might not even be 2032. But at some point, like the even these political rainmakers have to realize how inefficient political TV ad spending is. And ad yeah. spending on TV in general. Right. How much more bang for your buck you can get for online oh, without advertising. A doubt. Yeah. Um, the, the only caveat to that is the people who vote the most are still the boomers right and they watch tv they watch fox news so it it still has its place in politics but i do think this is a sign that a guy like vivek who's gotten a lot of traction whether obviously it hasn't necessarily translated to polling success but again polls are flawed too so right we'll see what happens after iowa and new hampshire we're going to be covering that more in depth next week we're going to do a dive into the possibilities especially as Nikki Haley uh, surges. She's basically shot up to number two now. Her and DeSantis are uh, going back and forth with with two and three. But she has a she has a bit of a a, a viral moment going right now. Maybe we'll, we'll play this clip real quick here. Do that now, okay. Um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry? I'm not running for president. I, 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 I wanted to see uh, your That's a good thing on the cause of the Civil War. I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government and what the rights of the people are. And we, I will always stand by the fact that I think government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. It was never meant to be all things to all people. Government doesn't need to tell you how to live your life. They don't need to tell you what you can and can't do. They don't need to be a part of your life. They need to make sure that you have freedom. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. Thank you. And in, in the year 2023, it's astonishing to me that you answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. What do you want me to say about slavery? No, um, uh, you've answered my question. Thank you. That, that clip has been going viral, though. And I just, the only reason I wanted to bring it up is because I think it's a distraction. It may not be intentionally a distraction from her campaign, but mm-hmm. I just personally think the, uh, the way we do politics in this country is so soundbite, clickbait. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, wow. Nikki Haley won't condemn slavery. It's like, well, 
I, I just don't. I to me, it's like I'm I'm looking for a president, and I don't believe in two party politics anymore. I don't believe anyone that's actually running for a platform in one of these two major parties really like gives a fuck about no, helping people. It's they all, don't. They're all out for their own bottom line, but right. and they're all owned by somebody. Yes, and Nikki Haley <laughs> just got an endorsement from. The Koch brothers, or I forget which one is dead. One of them died in the past couple of years, but mm-hmm. the Koch brothers are like the biggest right-wing uh, influencer donors there are. They're like huge billionaire businessmen. They have their finger in every pie, petrochemicals, oil, shipping, food. Like you know, they they are very much in the same uh, class as the vanguards, the Black Rocks, the State Streets. Are they affiliated with? Was it Boeing? She also got. I'm sure that they are. I, I don't. I don't have specifics on that at the moment. But these these uh, massive multinationals all kind of have collateral oh, in each other. At without this point. a doubt. Yeah. It's all so interconnected. Um, and yeah, it's that. That's just what bothers me. Is not that this is going viral. It's a, it's more viral than the fact that she just got endorsed by the Koch brothers. Is like. It's like the left wing is coming at her for this stuff. Oh yeah. It's like, hey, how about you? You know, talk about the billionaires. How about you talk about her, like, incessant need for pro-war? Like, the Ukraine war is never going to end under a Nikki Haley presidency. Yeah. Israel is going to have as much American tax dollars it wants to bomb Gaza and (laughs) also give their citizens free health care while Americans don't have it. Yeah. Like, that's the stuff we need to be talking about, not like, right? oh, okay, Nikki Haley didn't mention slavery. She didn't mention slavery in that because she had a prepared stump speech answer it wasn't an answer to the question it was just her spiel yeah exactly it wasn't because she believes in slavery and she didn't i mean i wouldn't say she deflected kind of but she didn't answer the damn question no because that's not her job as a politician she's not there to answer your questions she's right. there to uh represent her donors yeah exactly that's yeah it's a very good point she's representing her donors so and that that's what her donors want her to say hey talk about limited government yeah no 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 make sure they repeal all those regulations right, that right. we're going to have on us that's what we need and then say she gets into office and then she just doesn't do anything in what she said like a typical politician right and uh, again the past couple weeks I've wanted to cover Javier Malay in Argentina we're not going to get to him today cuz I did not have time to research him mm-hmm. but like he's turning out to be another one of these guys that talks a big game and is now he is he did lay off like 5000 state employees but he's also yeah i think he went from what 20 something committees to down to like 11 12 13 something i'm sure he did but he's also curbing individual liberties and eliminating many of argentinians right to protest among other things yeah that's a story for another day i i hope next week we're gonna do the iowa new hampshire caucuses javier malay and there is a sweeping new european censorship bill that is likely to pass That's all a little teaser for next week. Tune in for that. But that is all I had on American politics, Vivek and Nikki, the GOP. Okay. Do you have anything? Um, No, not specifically to that. I mean, just going, you know, not to go back to Israel, but just how Netanyahu said that they're basically not stopping. Yes. Um, I mean, when, when they, back in October, you know, he said that, you know, we're not going to stop until it's over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many talks they've had about ceasefires, but now they're, you know, yep. Netanyahu said we're going to intensify basically. And, and global support for ceasefire has done nothing but go up since October, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Obviously there was a huge burst of support for Israel on October 7th that has been steadily declining now as 20,000 plus people in Gaza are dead. Yeah. I mean, those numbers can't, no matter how you spin it and just 
as a caveat, to be fair, the, that 20,000 number is coming from the Gaza Health Ministry, which is at best influenced by and likely directly run by Hamas. Mm-hmm. But even common sense would tell you, yeah, it, it is probably at least 20,000 people dead. Just right. looking at videos of northern Gaza now, which literally looks like it could be the fucking moon with just rubble everywhere. Dust. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the global support for Israel is faltering, I think. An Israeli think tank did a study on the global protests because there have been protests popping up in every city just uh, in the world. Just I mean, this just, week, yeah. LA and New York had LAX and Kennedy had flights delayed because of protesters. Yeah. Um, I believe, and there have been some pro Israel protests, but this Israeli think tank, and I'll put up the picture and post, found that 95% of the global protests have been in support of Palestine. So. Right, right. I can see. I mean, that's yeah. understandable. That's what I've seen. Um, I think it it kind of goes to show you where we are in the world that in the 21st century, I think most people are heavily propagandized. Without a doubt. And yet we're still in a world now where everyone has a camera phone seeing like you just can't deny some of the atrocities that are being committed. And no doubt Hamas committed atrocities. But I've had this conversation with friends that are, you know, a lot of my Jewish friends who are arguing in support of Israel, Mm -hmm. like, okay, why aren't you demanding for the release of the hostages? Why aren't you criticizing Hamas? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, Hamas are terrorists, and we all know that. Like, it's supposed to be the whole thing. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't expect them to act like human beings because they've already discarded their humanity. Israel, on the other hand, is touting itself as the only liberal democracy in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. We should be holding them to a higher standard. And when you say, like, okay, why aren't you criticizing Hamas? It's because like, I think you're better than Hamas, Israel. Right. Or you should be acting like it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm coming from on that. Yeah. But also, like, you know, not it's not just Israel and Palestine. I mean, I don't fully understand or know what's going on in Congo, but that's not getting any coverage. Or Sudan. Right. Or, or there was a massive civil war in uh, Ethiopia that mm-hmm. is just kind of now wrapping up. And these are massive issues yeah. that just aren't being covered by the people that are supposed to be bringing these things There's to us. There's an ethnic cleansing in, uh, is it, it's not called Myanmar. Oh, it is called Myanmar now. Mm. Um, formerly Burma. Like, nobody talks about that. I mean, I, like, I understand that, the, you know, we have to cover Israel and Palestine, but where is the and i mean rightfully so we could be talking about this right um and there's a balance to that too like i, I promised people i'd be open about everything like mm-hmm. part of the reason we cover this stuff is because it, it gets clicks it right it's hits people but people want to know about this but also i believe people need to know mm-hmm. about what it is and i think you bring up a very good point why why is this issue so front and central to americans mm-hmm. it's because much of our congress is bought and paid for by apac right like i saw a list today of senators congressmen and then like executive staffers like chiefs of staff stuff like that Mm -hmm. who have dual citizenship with israel including bernie sanders including chuck schumer really and i will i will verify that because it it was just a tweet i saw Mm -hmm. but uh it was from someone i trust so like i'm pretty sure it's reliable but i will verify that and if it's wrong i'll correct it in this video but yeah yeah a a large majority of our congress is bought and paid for by israel's lobbying efforts Mm -hmm. israel spends like i think they've spent well over 30 40 50 million dollars in um ad spending on twitter and facebook and instagram in the wake of this war it's like sounds about right who how much how oppressed is the side that is spending money on advertising you know what i mean like that's right there i I go 
maybe it's my Irish roots and the fact that, you know, my people were colonized and subjugated. Maybe mm -hmm. it's that, like, I saw how quickly people were willing to dehumanize me when I chose not to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Like, but I have, over the past five years, become very sensitive to the oppressor oppressed oppressed narrative right <clears throat> and you and i have had this conversation like i don't think we believe in victimhood we don't believe in that mentality right israel is uh, uh especially applying that in a way that's like we are going to be both the victims and the oppressors right like we are going to put our boot down on the throats of the palestinian people and then cry mommy when people point it out mm -hmm. which i think puts them in a very dangerous position what's is that the Voltaire quote, he says, uh, he's like, if you want to know who you're controlled by, look to who you can't cr criticize. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That's they, they certainly as a state, as a state power, not as a people, Israeli people, I have no qualms with their people mm -hmm. as a government, as a military power, they have a stranglehold on the West and particularly American foreign policy. Yeah. And that's not a good place to be. If you're an American first person, now all these right wing people that I know are, are so pro-Israel. It's like, what happened to America first? Right, right. Those, I don't I don't understand how you can square those two. Vivek is the only, and I saw Vivek on Jimmy Dore's show last week, mm -hmm. and Jimmy Dore is a, is a leftist, and he pressed Vivek on his stance, saying you can't support the, you know, Israel's bombing of Gaza. Mm -hmm. And Vivek, to his credit, is the only uh, GOP candidate who said, well, I don't support sending them money. Okay. Is American money. But he's still like, I still... Um, support Israel's right to exist, which I do too. I think left-wingers that say Israel needs to be like wiped off the face of the earth, that they're going way too far. Yeah. Like whether or not you believe that they are occupiers, they're there now. Like right. America's, we're not giving America back to the Navajo. We're not giving all of Israel back to Palestine either. Mm -hmm. Like let's, let's start where we are and, and take it from there. We can immediately stop bombing children i think that's a good first step civilians yeah but i don't you know i don't support like okay give the whole land back to the arabs and then make the jews find another home again like, mm -hmm. that doesn't seem sustainable or fair either right that's part of i think the large issues with these all these issues is that the the media if you've seen the social dilemma i the, actually avoided watching that yeah me too but i've seen the i saw the guy the directors on rogan's podcast talk about how um, incentivized social media is to inspire rage right. engagement. Does they give you stuff that pisses you off? Oh yeah, I mean that that that's for the clicks. So I I think that happens to all these issues is that the most extreme points of views are the ones that get signal boosted the most because then they inspire more use of these platforms and we're part of it. Like we're mm -hmm. part of it right now. I work for. Uh, media organization i write clickbait sometimes like right. I, i'd be lying if i said i wasn't a part of it but mm -hmm. it's part of what i want to do on this podcast is bring attention and bring some light to the nuance of these issues and get to a point where we can talk right and that's something we're going to talk about next week is this european censorship initiative because some of the wikileaks documents and, and other uh released information about these initiatives basically get to the heart of the fact that uh these large institutions want everyone to agree on everything and they want to label people that disagree with each other online uh, information terrorists. Mm -hmm. So I want I would very much like to push the global conversation in the opposite direction. Disagree. Talk about things. Have wide perspectives. Like diversity of thought to me is the most important kind of diversity. Yeah. Think for yourself. Yes. That was a longer spiel than I wanted to give on that. So. Well, I mean, 
moving to Vivek, uh, I would say, if anything, with Vivek, the silver lining with him, like you mentioned, that he's young, he's a millennial. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that inspires people my age, your age, just younger people to be like, okay, I think that it's, you know, we have a president who's in his early 80s. We have, uh, what was the woman's name who just passed away in California? She was 90. Feinstein? Yeah. Also a dual citizen of Israel. Also a dual citizen of Israel. But like, oh, dude, there is a great video of Diane Feinstein sleeping. And, no. Well, there's many of those. <laughs> a seven year old comes to her office, like a bunch of like kids. Right. For this like climate justice movement thing where like, I guess teachers were like, we're going to bring these kids to the Capitol and, and have them look the people in the eye who were like signing these bills that are polluting the earth and be like, shit i'm getting you know you're killing me and my generation yeah my future and instead like you think they're gonna inspire all the sympathy and the senators dan feinstein a democratic senator you think right. she's be like all right we're gonna do whatever we can to save this planet i hear you yeah dan feinstein literally bends down and talks to her like she's like an adult and is like you don't always get what you want in this world like sit in front of feinstein if we're asking her to vote yes on the green new deal we are trying to ask you to vote yes on the Green New Deal. Oh, please. Okay, I'll tell you what. We have our own Green New Deal. Some scientists have said that we have 12 years to turn this around. Well, it's not going to get turned around in 10 years. What we can do Senator, if is this doesn't get turned around in 10 years, you're looking at the faces of the people who are going to be living with these consequences. The government and is supposed to be for the people and by the people and... You know what's interesting about this group is I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway. I'll play it and post it. You don't always get what you want in this world, so uh, say goodbye to your future. Yeah, she's basically like, your your people voted for it and they lost. Like, you have to do better. And this kid's like seven, like, it's awesome. I just want ice cream. All right, listen, we got we to move on from this stuff because we have a lot more to cover. I wanted to get into um, NATO and Russia and Ukraine and the whole thing because mm-hmm. that's still going on. We talked last week about the U.S. is building 14 or not building, but uh, it came to an agreement to uh, operate and run 14 new bases in Finland. Finland and Sweden are both in talks to ascend to NATO, um, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Uh, Turkey had been holding up both of their nominations for a while. I think they sort of removed some of the roadblocks for Finland in March. And recently, I think two or three days ago, Turkey's Foreign Affairs Committee approved Sweden's ascension. Uh, The parliament does still have to approve, but the head of the Foreign Affairs Committee told reporters it would happen, though said not to expect it to happen quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Just briefly on that, I know... Turkey had been saying that they want more fighter jets from the U.S. They want... It's, I forget what they wanted from Canada. It, it was all sort of... Uh, ransom's not the right word, but, you know, they had a list of demands. Mm-hmm. And either through some back-channeling or whatever happened, like, their NATO satisfied their uh, requests enough for them to say, okay, we're going to start removing the roadblocks. Sweden can come in. Um Sweden's foreign minister, Tobias Bilstrom, tweeted, We welcome that the Foreign Affairs Committee in Turkey approved Sweden's NATO application. The next stop for, is for Parliament to vote on the issue. We look forward to becoming a member of NATO. Uh, the Oh, here. from This is from the New York Times. 
From the United States, Turkey wants a $20 billion package of American-made F-16 fighter jets and upgrade kits for jets that it already has. And then... What else did I have here? So, I mean, I'm curious if Putin has released any statements on this. I don't think so, no. Other than saying... Well, because that was, you know, an unbiased opinion or statement on my part here. Was that not part of why he's... Uh, not part of why he's going after Ukraine, but he he said he was concerned about NATO. Yes, surrounding Russia. This has long been his red line, right? And this is a point of contention between sort of neoconservative and neoliberal war hawks who say, no, of course we didn't push Putin into it. He unilaterally just invaded Ukraine, and right, this is what he wanted. He always wanted this. And then more rational people like John Mearsheimer, a famed political scientist, people like Colonel Douglas McGregor, who are sort of more open and honest about what's happening is mm-hmm. that I'll put up a map of NATO throughout the years and who was it? I think it was William Burns and now CIA director, mm-hmm. but at the time was he was either lower level in the CIA or he was maybe working on behalf of the U S state department. At some point, William Burns promised Russia um, after the Soviet union disbanded that yeah. NATO would not be pushed up against its borders. Yeah. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, it's creeped across, across, across until now. We want Ukraine in. That'll be on the borders. Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia are all in. Right. And now Finland, literally on Russia's borders. And yeah. Sweden as well shares a very small border with Russia in the north. That's why I was looking at the, the map before, because I'm trying yeah. to understand where they are in relation to Russia. And I mean, Finland is right next to it. Yeah. So I'm not pro-Russia. I'm not pro-Putin. We, You and I talked about... Uh, Alexei Navalny, mm-hmm. his uh, uh, Putin's main political adversary, who was poisoned and is now freezing to death in, in a, a Siberian prison in the right. Arctic Circle. Um, that was once used as a labor camp. Right. So you know, I, I don't uh, support politicians who uh, keep their political opponents off the ballots, <coughs> Colorado. <coughs> um, but <laughs> I, I think to view this issue in a larger context of cause and effect you can't just say oh the u.s is innocent right oh nato is innocent then mm-hmm. putin was completely unprovoked i don't agree with that i, I think i mean it speaks for itself as to the location right 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 but there are people out there who say even by bringing that point up that you're pro-russia that exactly you want the ukrainians to die which and that's is why so i silly. made that statement of unbiased it's not i mean i'm not right pro no right you know, I'm just you have to be able to look at issues in a vacuum. Exactly, and you know, there's multiple sides to everything. It's just we're bringing it to the, yeah. the forefront. Um, well, and so, I the only reason I bring it up is is just because of the impact it's going to have for that conflict at large. Right. I think it means it's going to go on. You know, by by Boeing, by Raytheon, by mm-hmm. Lockheed, they're going up. Like yep. these wars are not ending anytime soon. If Nikki Haley starts surging. And she becomes a GOP candidate or, I mean, no, I don't think anybody's actually beating out Trump for the candidacy because, and we'll have an update on some of that Colorado, that ruling at the end, but Trump's going to be the candidate. I mean, but, the left is just, he's, their left is helping him. I know, and again, this, this sucks. It sucks to be in my position because I'm not pro Hamas, I'm not pro Putin, mm-hmm. and I'm not pro Trump, but the large cause and effect issues that all of those groups' opponents are putting into place... I think are ultimately going to be worse for everybody. Right. And by calling that out, I I become an easy, like, oh, it's easy to call me any of those things. Right, exactly. Pro Hamas, pro Putin, pro Trump. I never voted for mm-hmm. Trump. I don't like Vladimir Putin. 
and I definitely don't like Hamas or any terrorists. But every you know, all these concerted efforts are using those issues as a bludgeon to silence dissent. Mm -hmm. And that is something I strongly don't believe in. I strongly believe in the First Amendment, mm -hmm. people's right to speak their mind, whether you're wrong or not. And by the way, I could be wrong. I've, I've This is the 23rd podcast we've done. I have now 23 plus hours of me speaking live on the internet. I'm going to get some shit wrong. For sure. Last week, I said that uh, the seven out of the seven judges in Colorado's state Supreme Court mm. that voted on Trump's removal from the GOP ballot, you had said that the three dissenters were Republicans, which I think you said you heard on NPR. I'm pretty sure it was NPR. And then I said, no, 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 they're all Democrats. That's actually not true. The Chief Justice Brian Boatwright is a Republican, is a registered Republican. And then the two others, I forget their names. One is a registered Democrat and the other is uh, unaffiliated, a registered independent. So, boom, there's a correction there. I was wrong about that. And also, NPR, if you're listening, I could have misconstrued what you said. My bad. Yeah, I, I don't 100%. I can't remember. Yeah what that was from but anyway i'm completely open to being wrong about all of this stuff mm -hmm. which is more than i can say for a lot of these mainstream sources that get things wrong all the time issue no corrections and then belittle people and say oh this is you get your you quote do your own research yeah i do because you fucking got things wrong right here we'll get to this real quickly i did also <laughs> just want to um i wanted to talk about russia and ukraine because i wanted to point out that ukraine did uh missile strike a russian warship mm -hmm. in crimea the the novercherkask i don't know i probably butchered that novercherkask um which is a giant carrier for tanks and armored vehicles russia acknowledged the damage ukraine's uh war minister said that it's unlikely that it becomes reoperational so yeah a small win for ukraine there um but there was also mention of the uh, the munitions that they had on there, and he said he was going to verify what types of munitions. Now, I don't know if that would just be for a badge of honor saying that we destroyed this type of ammunition, whatever, uh, but I just thought personally that it was curious that he even made mention of saying, I will find out what type of ammunition was on there. Who, the No. Um, Ukrainian minister? Yes, yeah. Interesting. I don't know if he was a prime minister or a colonel. The um, war minister. War, okay. Um, okay, but moving on to a different missile strike. Uh, the U.S. launched a retaliatory, retaliatory strike in Iraq. This is a statement from the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin III. He said, Today, at President Biden's direction, U.S. military forces conducted necessary and proportionate strikes on three facilities used by Kataib Hezbollah and affiliated groups in Iraq. These precision strikes are a response to a series of attacks against U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria by Iranian-sponsored militias, including an attack by Iran-affiliated Kataib Hezbollah and affiliated groups on Erbi Air Base earlier today. Um, and he said that those attacks led to three injuries on U.S. personnel, leaving one service member in critical conditions. So that happened, and I wanted to bring it up because the... Uh, way I found out about this was through ABC News, who posted a video to YouTube titled U.S. Launches Retaliatory Airstrike in Iran, Not Iraq. And I want to read this comment from someone who said, Airstrike, airstrikes, in yeah. airstrikes in Iraq versus airstrikes in Iran is a pretty massive difference. That is the difference between strategic bombing in a country we have been fighting in on and off for over 20 years and basically the start of World War III. Somebody really needs to start supervising whatever intern posted that. I can't believe the MSM has gotten this sloppy. 
I can. Yeah, shocker. I can believe that it's gotten so sloppy because if you believe in market economics, you know that the market corrects efficiency where there's not monopolies. Mm-hmm. But there's a concerted effort to give these quote-unquote authoritative sources a monopoly on information. Right. So despite the fucking billions of dollars of Disney money, ABC's owned by Disney, mm-hmm. that they have to produce quality news, they fucking don't. Right. And yes, it's a very small typo on YouTube, and it probably was an intern. But these are the people that are telling you, not only do you have to listen to us, but don't listen to anybody else. Everybody that's saying anything else is conspiracy theorists. Right. They're part of these concerted efforts to label people like you and I mm-hmm. information terrorists. Right. Don't bother looking it up for yourself. And yet, if you're a headline scammer, which many people are, Mm -hmm. that's how a lot of people get their news. Twitter literally had to turn off that feature because so many people were not reading the stories in their headlines. And you see U.S. launches military retaliatory airstrikes in Iran. Yeah, if you are somewhat of an informed person who knows that that would likely be the start of World War III, you're like fucking turning off your phone and you're getting into your doomsday shelter. Right, right. Have a little bit more editorial responsibilities, all I'm saying, ABC, for fuck's sake. Get your editors in shape. Get your quality control under control. Right. I Yeah, I, I wanted. I thought it was important news, just that we are still, you know, there is no official war in Iraq, but we are still bombing the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And Syria, too, by the way, as is Russia, as is Turkey. The, the whole, you know, besides, besides uh, Gaza, Palestine, Israel... In the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. the north and west of the Middle East in Iraq and Syria is a fucking mess too, and has been for some time. Right. You, the U.S. is still occupying a third of Syria. People don't know that. What? Which third, by the way? Do you think it's the part without the oil? No, it's not. It's the <laughs> not part a, with the oil. Not so. a chance. That's that. Um, okay, that's all I have with that. Do you want to talk about the hacker? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about. Uh... Captain Autismo. Captain Autismo. So, um, Rockstar Games, more specifically GTA Five, has been uh, getting a lot of, I guess you know, they've been getting hacked. They've been hacked a couple times, um, mainly from uh, Captain Autismo. Arian Kurtage, I believe, is how you say it. So, basically, I think it was back in uh, August 2022, they hacked him and his cohort, who's actually 17, he cannot be named, hacked Rockstar Games. Um, ultimately, he leaked 90 clips. Um, they're a part of a hacker group called Lap Puss or Lap Sus. Um, and this year in August, a British jury convicted Kurtage and the 17-year-old male who cannot be named for hacking, fraud, and extortion. Did he do these hacks from the UK? Yeah. So okay. he's, I believe he's in Oxford. Okay. Um, but ultimately, he was sentenced um, to life in a mental institution because he is autistic. And like... Showed no remorse and said, yeah, if you let me out, I'm just going to keep He's just going to keep doing it, yeah. So under the mental health evaluation, it shows that he still expresses interest to continue hacking. So as long as he's showing this interest, he's going to be in the mental institution. Mm. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know how often they're going to evaluate him and say like, hey, you know, you still want to do this. Mm. Um, But it is interesting um, that he's just basically saying, you know, I'm still down. It's it's interesting to me just like how the where we are in technology and like the world that like this is releasing the contents of a video game is such a major crime because right of how much of a big business gta is like there are 
sub economies going on within mm-hmm. the online world of Grand oh yeah Auto. yeah so like if you disrupt and this game is this is probably the i would say the most highly anticipated video game ever GTA I would say, I mean, I'm not, I gave up video games a long time ago, but I, I mean, I don't know when GTA 4 last came out. Was that like mid 2010s or something? I think 5 was the last one to come out. Or maybe this is 5. This one is 5. Okay. I believe. Yeah. But so, you know, I can understand why people would be pissed. Like, you, it's one of the biggest video games of all time. And are they, did it actually. 5 is out. So 6 is Oh, so it is 6. Yeah. Okay. My bad. 5 came out in 2013. Um, So it was 2013. So what, 10 years later? Yeah. Um, did it actually take that long to develop GTA Six, or are they just doing that to you know get the intensity in I the would interest? Say little, little column A, little column B. Yeah. Because GTA Five, they did also they released it in 2013, but they were constantly updating it and like releasing new packages and stuff. So right. Like, who knows how when they actually started development on Six? But it's it's interesting because just on Christmas Day, and this is a second hacker. Um, that's why I'm saying they're under attack. Uh, a hacker, I believe his name is Phil, according to his Telegram channel, but he released source code uh, on, it was actually Christmas Eve, on Discord, the dark web, and Telegram. And it was his Telegram channel called Phil, shared links to the source code. And under that, the entire reason why he did that was to pay tribute to Kurtage. He has a hashtag free. So he's a copycat hacker. I don't know if he's a copycat or he's just really holds Cartage on right. a pedestal. Um, but it is the hashtag free Arian Cartage. He has a lot more if you want to look it up for yourself, just paying tribute to Cartage. Um, but, you know, even before that, Rockstar Games said that they this hack of leaking the 90 clips lost them millions upon billion, millions of dollars. And manpower too, just like the, the work put in basically was put to waste and they lost so much money from that. Um, but there is there is that hashtag free air and cartage. Oh, interesting. It is interesting. And I mean, that's kind of what I was wondering before is like, did did they hack Rockstar GTA because they just they were tired of waiting? Or did they do it because they thought it was undoable? You know, I mean, I think a lot of it is um not this one specifically, but like hacking could be just a competition too to see if you can do it or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if you have this capability, like, you, you want to, you know, if you have wings, you want to fly. Right, exactly. Like, Just don't get too close to the sun. Oh, this is this is, this is is why I wanted to bring the story up, because I heard that he, yeah, so I'm, I'm just reading this here off of Kotaku.com, never even heard of this, but um, the court found that Kurtaj managed to hack into Rockstar Systems from his hotel room using only an Amazon Fire Stick, because he, he was arrested for a different hack, right? Uh, He's... Uh, I think he hacked Microsoft. Oh, Bing, Cortana, and other Microsoft projects. And he had his phone and laptop confiscated. Yeah. And then he still managed to hack Rockstar and NVIDIA with a fucking fire stick. With a fire in a hotel, yeah. So, yeah, like this kid's obviously a savant right. in, in the hacking world. Yeah. Um, but it's, but just so, it's so interesting to me, the implications of like, the court said that... Uh, he can only be released in the future if doctors decide he's no longer a danger to others. I mean, he's not killing anyone. He's not hurting he's not anybody. He's not imposing any physical harm on people. He's just he's uh, costing a, a massive conglomerate billions of dollars. Yeah, he's make, taking money away from right. a major corporation. Which, by the way, like this is a this is a commie talking point, but it's something I'm becoming more and more open to in my my late twenties here now. Is that mm. uh, the the police and international. Uh, criminal prosecution at large is their main function is to protect private capital without a doubt yeah 
It's all about the bottom line. That's it. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll monitor that. We'll keep our eye on that for the future. I thought that was interesting to provide to our viewers. Um, that is pretty much all we have. We're, we're going to issue a quick couple follow-ups to some news on last week. Mm-hmm. We talked about Operation Prosperity Guardian, the U.S.'s international effort to combat um, Houthi uh, drone and missile strikes on commercial ships in the Red Sea. Last week, we... We reported to y'all or relayed reports that that was a 10-country effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like the U.S., Canada, France, Spain, Italy, Seychelles, Bahrain, and the U.K., two more countries. Uh, turns out today I found out that France and Italy are backing out because they don't want to – or well, France France has their own ships there, but they refuse to – operate within the operation under u.s command okay and then spain was like we were never a part of that to begin with the u.s <laughs> just said we were like i don't know why they said that right um i just thought that was interesting and, that is and it's going to be interesting to see how I- israel may be pushed into becoming a pariah state with how little international support they're getting right and the u.s who used to be big daddy is now like not even getting the support that they used to mm-hmm. um so I just wanted to report on that. And then, again, I did – I issued the correction about the the judges in Colorado. And I just also wanted to say that Michigan's state Supreme Court heard the basically the same arguments to try to keep Trump off of the GOP ballot, mm-hmm. and they rejected it. So Trump will be on the ballot in Michigan. And he'll probably be on the ballot in Colorado anyway because his lawyers appealed it to the Supreme Court. And I would personally be very surprised if the Supreme Court did not overturn that ruling. I mean, I, I – I think I said it last week. It's just it's a dog and pony show. Yes. All right. So that is it for us. It is our last show of 2023. We're going to see everybody in the new year. I wanted to go out with this message from CBS News's she's CBS News. Catherine Herridge, her prediction for 2024. A very warm and comforting message. Let's play that. Really feel good. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons- uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. All right. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. 2024, going to be a good year. Woo. But that is it for us here, folks. Please, if you are not subscribed already, whatever you are listening or watching on Spotify, Apple, please subscribe. YouTube, please subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Give us a like. Send it to a friend. Follow us on social media. We are at NextGenForward on Twitter and Instagram. That's NextGen, the number four, W-A-R-D. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. See you next time.